We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcast uh, presented by WinBets. It is Friday, May 14th, 2021. Alex Peruthi here with Shannon McEwen. Ken is not available. He is uh, attending to personal stuff. Um, let's see here. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, rotowire.com. We appreciate nice reviews there. Um, so, top news. Uh, Alex Rodriguez and e-commerce mogul Mark Lore, who owns Jet.com, a website I have never heard of, are buying the Timberwolves for one and a half billion dollars. Uh, the owner, Glenn Taylor, uh, previously said the deal was contingent on keeping the team in Minnesota. Uh, the Wolves have leased the target center through 2035 and a buyout would potentially cost $50 million. I want to use this as a jumping off point to talk about the Timberwolves. How do you feel about their future with Cat, Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, and maybe another good pick coming in? The caveat there is that if it uh, lands outside of the top three, Golden State gets it. Yeah, I mean, that's a big component, right? If, if they land a top three pick and they've got, you know, this this draft class is, is pretty insanely talented, you know, any of the top five or six picks, 
you could be our you could be argued our, our game changing talent. So if they land one of those top three picks, it, it really moves the needle considerably for Minnesota. I, I like the talent. Obviously, Cat, you know, is one of the better producing big men in the league uh, when he's healthy. Anthony Edwards has just blown up the last uh, six weeks or so. Uh, certainly looks like he he has he has earned that that number one pick, and and I feel like he's going to blow up. I, I like him a lot as a player. Uh, I like his attitude. I like everything about him. Uh, that D'Angelo Russell, you know, he's, he's extremely talented player. Uh, can he be on a winning team? That's really the big question. You know, is he a big part of a winning team and that hasn't really been answered yet, or it has been answered, and the answer is no. So it, it's that that next piece they get uh, is a big part of whether or not they can have long term success. But I think they're moving in the right direction. Good coach, probably. You know, it looks like a better coaching situation now than what they had uh, with Saunders. Uh, the ownership group obviously is going to be could be. I think if you talk to a lot of Minnesota fans, they'll say good riddance to Glenn Taylor. Yeah, I think um, whether or not, I mean, a lot of this rides on Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, I mean, he's looked really good the past like twenty-five games, I would say. Um, and they still have Malik Beasley. I mean, he's he's been out, uh, but he'll be back. And yeah, I mean, when you look at you know, obviously they're terrible this year at the twenty-two and forty-eight. But when you start going down the line of how many games have each of these guys played? You know, uh, like Anthony Edwards has played 70 games, right? He's he's basically going to play in every game for them this year. Carl Anthony Towns, 48. Malik Beasley, 37. D'Angelo Russell, 40. Like, their top three players, you know, uh, two of them have only played in, like, 40 games. And, um, you know, that made them rely a lot on guys who probably shouldn't have been playing that much. Jaden McDaniels, um, <laughs> Jalen Noel, Jared Vanderbilt, Hernan Gomez got back into the rotation. So if they can stay healthy and they get a good pick, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be a competitive team. Yeah. Now I'm right there with you. You know, you have that much talent. You, you have to assume eventually it works out. So let's move uh, to something sort of NBA news related. The, the news has been slow lately as teams have been like resting players and all the awards are pretty much not decided already. But if you're like looking to bet on something, it's like you want to bet on Nikola Jokic minus 2000 for MVP. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, but Target, the retail store, has been forced to pause the selling of sports cards, which includes NBA, because of unprecedented demand. Um, these obviously being sold uh, second, uh, you know, like via eBay and stuff like that. So, Shannon, I'm going to have you guess the prices of some NBA rookie cards. Um, I basically ordered them in a list that I just did initially, but actually what I want to do is start with, uh, a top one and then a bottom one. And then maybe you can find your way into the middle if you're way off on your first guess. Cause I don't want to throw you into weird open waters. If you don't have a ton of experience looking at cards like this. So how much do you think, and this is obviously going to be on the low end. How much do you think an Alex Caruso rookie card goes for? Autographed. Autographed. Caruso rookie card. I'm going to go with $35. You are close. Uh, $81. So you're on the right. You're on the right track. 
so that's yeah based on his actual production and actual talent i feel like 35 dollars is a better indicator <laughs> uh and that's that's only because it's autographed but i understand the hype that that caruso gets for whatever reason it's mind-numbing but okay i can too i feel like if i was like a lakers fan and i if no. i could buy a legitimate alex caruso rookie card if i was like a huge fan of him for some reason maybe my kid's a huge fan 80 bucks maybe okay let's go to the other end of the spectrum uh how much do you think an a Giannis Antetokounmpo autographed rookie card is worth? Eight thousand dollars. Unfortunately, you are off. It is eighty thousand dollars. Eight zero. Eight zero thousand dollars. Which is this is why I had us go this way with the segment because I didn't want to be like, how much do you think a Killian Hayes rookie card is worth? And then you'd be like twelve dollars. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I just don't want you to. I mean, that's just depressing. I'm not going to consider that yet. How, <laughs> how much is Killian Hayes' rookie card going to be worth? Oh, it's just, oh, it's, right. Yeah, that's why it's an investment. All the right? money, is, all the money. Okay. Uh, I guess we let's let's go in let's go in uh, more or less order now. Uh, Killian Hayes, a Killian Hayes auto, not autographed, just a standard rookie card. How much do you think? That's worth. We had an Alex Caruso autograph for eighty, Giannis for eighty thousand. No autograph, Killian Hayes. Ten bucks. Three hundred and fifty-seven dollars. No, these cards are. You're t- these are have to be extremely limited edition cards. Like it's a yeah, one these are out like of three hundred available. I, yeah, yeah. I should. I should. I probably should have prefaced by saying these are the highest prices of a sold listing on eBay. So this okay. is like cream of the crop rookie cards. Um, and most of these are, you know, they're like holographic. They're like, you know, they, sure, they're sure. great. You send them in, they get graded, they're mint, stuff like that. Yep. So using Killian Hayes at 357 now as a, as a jumping off point for Isaiah Stewart. $407. $700. Oh my goodness. I this like is, <laughs> who could have imagined this, by the way, like, uh, you know, at the beginning of this year that the, the Isaiah Stewart rookie card would go for double of a Killian Hayes rookie card. Um, Michael Jordan. Oh, it was 80, 80 grand for Giannis. Let's see those Jordan, Giannis autographed Jordan rookie cards. Weren't really as rare. Cause that was back in like the hot, the peak of the hobby or right before the peak of the hobby. I'm going to say it's worth, uh, 125 grand. Jordan rookie card not autographed is $53,000. Okay. Um, I think the not autograph is the key there. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, in the 80s, first of all, it's hard to find a card that is even mint and none of them, it wasn't holographic, you know? Like, I think the holographic <laughs> part is adding a lot of value to some of these because they just uh, it's, nicer it, now. It's all about the limited edition stuff. So you have all these like these refractor holographic limited edition cards that are one out of one out of yeah. 85 or whatever it may be. Whereas like those Jordan cards, they didn't have those special limited edition cards for whatever Dunruss pack or whatever Fleer pack you were buying back then. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit different, you know, if you, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Oh, I need to go check all my nineties rookie cards and see how much they're worth you'll quickly realize not much, you know, it's like buying <laughs> yeah. an X-Men number one comic that with the Jim Lee cover that came out in 91 or whenever, same thing. 
because there are a million sold, it's just not worth as much as these limited editions uh, examples that we're kind of highlighting here. Yeah, if you're if you're looking through those, which I actually have a ton that I have to like look through, um, but it's like if it's not at all, it's, if it's not a Hall of Famer and it's not a rookie card, yeah, it's probably not worth anything. Exactly, and you hope you might have to wait another like fifty years for the supply to be just like completely destroyed. Let's go to Zion Williamson, most expensive rookie card sold on eBay. Twenty, twenty grand. You're close. Twenty nine thousand. Okay. What do you think about LaMelo Ball? I'm going to go with 20 as well. I think it's his rookie year. There's a lot of hype, so he's going to be somewhere close to Zion. Yep, 23,000. Um, final final NBA one, Isaiah Thomas, Detroit Piston. Well, I mean, like the future Killian Hayes price, it should just be an astronomical amount. Uh, I'm yeah, I, Jordan was... Uh, how much Jordan was 53,000. So I'm going to go 15,000 for Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, $1,400. You can just get your hands on Ooh, I actually kind of want, no, I mean, I don't. <laughs> You're thinking about it though. Okay. Uh, this is a bonus question. I don't know what your associate, like, I don't know if you were too young for Pokemon. I was too old. I was too old I mean, for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I was too old. Uh, what do you but, think? Just yeah, spitballing. Most expensive Pokemon card sold on eBay. Uh, you know, I feel like I can I can picture the little the little gray one, but I'm just gonna say uh, Charizard. It's not him. I think it, I think I know which one it is, but I don't know its name. Do you know the price? No idea. Price of shoot, uh, most expensive. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Let's go with a hundred, hundred thousand, a hundred and nineteen thousand. Um, basically, this is like some limited edition Japanese first edition that you got only if you were in some like tournament with it was like a parent, <laughs> parent, uh, son or parent daughter tournament in Japan. It's a whole thing. Oh man. Uh, I got to check to see if any of my pogs are worth money. My <laughs> pogs from the early to mid nineties. I don't even know what that is. Uh, well, you're going to have to Google it, but yeah, if you're a, if you're a child, uh, if you were in your, yeah, if you were a child in the nineties or, you know, born in the eighties and in, in your early teens, maybe in the nineties, you probably know what pogs are. Can you explain what they are? Nope. We're not doing that. <laughs> Okay, we won't go there on this pod. That's a that's a for a different edition of the Roadwire Basketball Podcast. The world is coming back, and the NFL season is nearly upon us. Just a few short months away. I don't know about you, but I am pumped for the regular season to finally arrive. We had the draft in April, the schedule release in May. If you're like me and you're looking to see the action live, then head on over to Vivid Seats, the ultimate go-to source for live events. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and comedy shows, Vivid Seats makes it easy for you to discover your favorite event, find your seat, gain entry, and make new memories. All you have to do is download the app, choose your city, and gain access to the largest selection of tickets on the games and performances you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, and many more. For a limited time, Vivid Seats is giving our listeners 10% off your ticket. That's up to $30 max. All you have to do is use the promo code ROTOWIRE, that's R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E, when you check out. 
every purchase is backed by its 100% buyer guarantee, and you'll even earn cash back with the Vivid Seats rewards program. Vivid Seats, getting you into the game. Uh, okay, let's jump to our uh, main topic here, which is the fantasy postseason. Um, if you are pretty much your, the regular season's coming to an end, like there's a couple days left. Regular season ends on Sunday. Uh, by then, we will obviously know the seedings of the playoffs, and you may be uh, looking to join a fantasy postseason league. Um, something to keep in mind is the new uh, play-in tournament that the NBA is doing. So depending on how early or late your fantasy postseason draft is, that's something you'll have to consider. If it's late and all the playoff seedings are just set in stone, you don't. You just do not have to worry about the play-in tournament. If you're trying to start a fantasy postseason uh, draft that starts like Sunday or Monday, this is something you have to consider. So for those of you that do not know, because I do not blame you for not paying too much attention to it uh, until this moment, here's how the play-in tournament works. Uh, the seventh and eighth seeds of each conference, so seven and eight play each other. So if the playoffs were to start right now, Boston and Charlotte would play each other. The winner of that claims the seventh seed. The loser of that game has to play the winner of the game of nine versus 10, which would be Indiana versus Washington. So if Washington beat Indiana in a play-in game, they would play loser of Boston Charlotte. So for example, Charlotte uh, could be the seventh seed and then Boston would play Washington. And if Washington won, they would become the eighth seed and they'd play Philly in the first round. That's how that works. So if you are drafting your fantasy postseason early, keep that in mind. But Shannon, if you were doing a fantasy postseason draft right now and you had the number one pick, who are you picking? Yeah, and for this conversation, I'm just going to focus on the not on the play-in teams. I have to imagine most fantasy postseason leagues are going to just avoid or ignore the play-in games. Right. and draft once once the actual eight seeds are set um and that's so that's how i'm looking at this as well um it's it's tough this year man i am not i don't believe for instance you got philadelphia number one seed in the east i don't believe that they actually have a chance to or much of a chance to advance to the finals or win the win the entire thing but at the same time, when I look at their road to the Eastern Conference Finals, I, I feel like it's a cakewalk. I mean, they're essentially going to play either, you know, we'll say most likely they're going to play Charlotte or Charlotte, Indiana, Washington, one of those three teams, most likely. And then once they play one of those three teams, they're going to have to get by Atlanta uh, or Miami in round two before they run into Milwaukee, what will likely be Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the conference finals. So initially when I was looking at postseason rankings and everything else, I was like, I'm probably going to avoid Sixers, but it's tough for me to do that because they're, they're locked in to get to the third round. At least I fully believe that to be the case. There's not many other teams that I can say that about, you know, you've got Milwaukee and Brooklyn facing off in round two. So only one of those two teams is going to advance to the conference finals. Looking at the West, I feel like a lot of these matchups are, are toss-ups. You know, it's going to be – it could be Phoenix versus the Lakers in round one. 
So, you know, if, if people really, if, if LeBron and Anthony Davis play, I don't think there's any question it's going to be the Lakers. Uh, but it's, that means the Lakers and Clippers might meet in round two or Utah and Denver in round two. And, and those are toss-ups in my opinion, those two matchups. So you've just got so many toss-ups. The only team I'm like, you know, 95% certain will make it to the conference finals is Philadelphia. And, you know, they also, they have like the third best record in the league, best record in the Eastern conference. My, this is my long winded way of saying, I'm think I think I'm picking Embiid unless I'm very, unless I'm just hundred percent certain that the Nets are going to beat Milwaukee, which I, or Milwaukee's going to beat the Nets and you go with Giannis or, or one of the big three from the Nets. I, I, I'm leaning towards Embiid right now. Yeah, I think I would have to either go with a uh, 76ers or a Nets player. And so that will come down to basically Embiid or Harden slash Durant. And yeah. I don't even know which of those two I would take. You know, I still do have some concerns about Durant's injuries. But uh, obviously, like when he's when he's at his best, I think he, I mean, he's better than Harden. So uh, is there... It, with that in mind, then, do you feel like there's like a clear top four? Like are Embiid, Harden, Durant, and Giannis the clear top four for playoff picks? I mean, those are the only four I think I'm really considering if I have the top pick. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then I think whichever of those you get might inform how the you know you draft the rest of your team. Because uh, like you mentioned, Eventually, most of these teams are going to end up playing each other. Bef- I mean, they, sometimes they're, they're going to have to play each other before they get to the finals, right? Yep. And you don't want to end up taking too many different players. from di- Like, you can think, like, oh, I want to diversify so I don't get burned entirely. But then if it's the NBA Finals and you have, like, one player, that's going to be a problem, too. Um, Absolutely. So there's some, there's some, like, game theory behind this in terms of, well, if I get a Nets player, then I shouldn't draft a player from this team, and I should stack, like, I should, oh, I got to make sure to get Joe Harris early, and I got to make sure to, you know, like, all that stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, Nick and I are in the process of, you know, we're going to post a rankings to the site with some write-ups on each player, but we can't even really uh, tier these players until – we understand what's going on with the Lakers. Right. Because like you mentioned, if Lakers and Phoenix play in the first round, a lot of those guys just get an automatic downgrade because what one of those two teams has to get eliminated. Well, that's the crazy part with the Lakers is they're going to, you know, in all likelihood face the number two seed, then the number three seed uh, in the first, just to make the conference finals. Uh, it's tough. It, it's really tough. So I, you know, normally I would say LeBron or Anthony Davis would be a lock for for one of those a consideration for the top pick, but with uh, being the set, what will likely be the seventh seed, it's just tough for me to make that commitment. And you know, when also I will say what factors in with the Embiid pick as well is there's a chance, like if you stack the Sixers, there's a chance you could end up, you know, with Harris with Simmons with some of these other Sixers, whereas if you're stacking one of these other teams, if you're stacking Nets, if you're stacking Lakers, if you're stacking even the Clippers, you're not going to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, or it's very un- unlikely. You're not going to get Anthony Davis and LeBron James unless you're in a super shallow league. You know, the odds of you being able to stack multiple of the stars from one of those teams is going to be harder. Yeah, and so I, 
I don't even know what you like. I you basically have to commit. Like, if you want to take yeah. a Laker, you gotta just commit. Um, yeah, it's really tough. So if you're committing to one team, if you're gonna stack from one team, like player player doesn't matter, but you want to stack just one team. Who are who are you gonna pick? I think 76ers. Wow. Like yeah. you mentioned, I think they do have the easiest path. And I still don't even think they have, and I don't think they'll be, you know, if any of the top like three or four seeds or, you know, we'll, we'll three or four teams, we won't even say seeds. The top five teams in the West, I would are you, you know, Clippers, whether it's Clippers, Lakers, Denver, Utah, Phoenix, any of those five teams against the Sixers in the finals, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards the Western Conference team, you know, and the same thing with the Eastern Conference finals, Brooklyn or Milwaukee. I feel like I'm going to pick with one side with one of those teams. And even knowing that, even knowing I give the Sixers very little chance to get to the finals or I, I, I still can't avoid them in fantasy drafts because because of that easy path to the conference finals. Is there any team kind of outside of the like quote unquote like contenders like accepted you know top group in each conference that you'd be willing to potentially you know uh attach yourself to like miami or do you have like a weird amount of faith in portland something like that yeah portland portland's tough because of the current matchup you know if they play the clippers uh i feel that's that's gonna be a pretty tough matchup for them i do like portland in general i feel like they're one of those teams that could upset any team in the west and it wouldn't be a big surprise uh yeah i don't know if they're low enough but i do like denver quite a bit um i actually because of the seeding and the way it's likely going to play out for uh for the lakers i guess it depends i mean if denver somehow sneaks up to the three seed. I don't even know if that's a possibility at this point. Um, but if, if the seeding stays as is, I like Denver's path a lot. And I feel like they, um, they're probably the lowest seeded team that I would feel comfortable saying like they have a legit championship chance. The Nuggets, according to basketball reference, have a 12 and a half percent chance of getting the three seed as of right now. So it's could happen. Um, and uh, that would be, I mean, obviously, that would be ideal for them. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any, it, nothing. I mean, the Heat has like a 4% chance of sneaking up to the four seed. I, I don't even know how all of these work. Like, obviously, it's it's just a lot of like, this team has to win. These two yeah. have to lose. It's like, um, it, it's a lot of that going on. Um, I mean, it looks like odds for, so Nats are still considered the favorite. Lakers, uh, Lakers, Clippers. Bucks, Sixers, and Jazz are all in that plus 900 range. Um, Phoenix plus 1400 and Nuggets plus 2000. So this is like, I mean, no, Vegas definitely doesn't, the betting, the betting public doesn't agree with me on the Nuggets and their actual chances to win a championship. But uh, I do think you got to look at the path and for, for teams like the Lakers in the seventh seed, it's going to be tough, man. I, I I'm surprised that they're actually that high. But I guess, yeah, big fan base, a lot of, lot of bets behind them. So that part of it makes sense. Yeah, this would be a tough uh, – I wouldn't, like, want to bet on this playoffs, you know, and I – No, I don't think it'll be as – I don't think it'll be as crazy as last year where you see Miami just go on a, on a run. Uh, you know, that was all part of the – related to the bubble and that whole atmosphere. I would be surprised if, you know – 
And Denver, again, is the lowest seeded team. Like basically a four seed being the Clippers or Denver sneaking in to the finals is the lowest I would go. Um, I don't think anyone outside the top three teams in the East has a chance. Um, you know, it's I say Denver Lakers, of course, with their seven seeds. So it's but top three seeds in the East. And then the, the West is kind of wide open this year. So we'll see. Yeah, you can get – so I think – I mean, we both agree on the 76ers having the easiest path to the conference finals. Yeah. In that case, maybe the bet that you look at is 76ers to make the finals, to win the Eastern Conference is plus 350 on points bet. So uh, a little better than 3-1 to one just to make the NBA finals after the, probably the easiest path there playing either – presumably the Nets or the, the Bucks after one of those teams goes through a hard-fought series against the other. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. I think we can move on. Or is there any, do you have any like long shot players that you, that you really like? Um, Like, are you, I don't know how to like, do you want any like uh Composo or just like, you know, a team that you're convinced is, is maybe <clears throat> going, you know, do you want Seth Curry? I, I do think Denver is going to be a team that I mind. Uh, I mind for for some of those value picks. Um, obviously, Capazzo with the Jamal Murray injury, uh, he's a very attractive option. Um, you know, Will Barton. Uh, my guess is Will Barton's going to be back at some at some time in the postseason. Not 100 certain on that. Um, the you know Porter, Michael Porter Jr. has just been on fire. Um, you know, they, Aaron Gordon could have to step up and do a little bit more in the playoffs. He, he's been he, he's been pretty pretty underwhelming since joining the Nuggets, but but he has a couple of good games, back to back games. You know, seventeen six and three, fifteen three and four in the past two games this week. Uh, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So looking a little bit better, uh, I that but that's probably who I'm minded for value. I mean, Barton could be a discount. Even you've got guys, you know, if Dozier's out long term, you've got guys like Rivers stepping up, Monte Morris. Uh, I do think they're going to have some good value later later in rounds as well. And again, I mean, I if I'm if I'm mapping out the bracket right now, I'm picking Denver to make it to the conference finals. And they play the Lakers or Clippers. So, yeah. Let's move on to Friday DFS. Um, 
eight game slate today. Highest over under is New Orleans at Golden State at 228. Uh, so kind of a muted day of over unders, possibly because of all the, you know, the concern about rest and star players sitting and teams just kind of punting. Um, as of right now, the questionable player list is extensive with very good players. Includes Kawhi, Ingram, Paul George, Andrew Wiggins, Curry, Draymond, Rashawn Holmes, Stephen Adams, Mike Conley, Darius Garland. And I'm sure that will all change throughout the day. Um, so I think you have to wait for value to open up. But it's it's still pretty difficult at this point not to consider Russell Westbrook. He just I his price cannot go high enough. His salary cannot go high right. enough at this point. Um over the past, I think this is 10 games that I'm looking at. It's basically 68 to 70 fantasy points every single game. Um, it's insane. Know, he's gone for 15 assists at least in six straight games, which is uh, an insane number. I checked it the other day. I think it's pretty close. <laughs> it, it might be second or third most streak of 15 assists. I think John Stockton leads that. But yeah, I mean, with the amount of value that's going to open up on the slate, inevitably, like Westbrook is, is someone I think you can just put in. Yeah, absolutely. Westbrook and Sabonis, those are two guys who basically for the past two weeks or since Sabonis returned, uh, I'm plugging both those guys into my lineup automatically. I don't even care what the price is. Uh, if I have to I start them both. Um, and, and there's enough value to be found elsewhere that you can, you can really mix and match and, and put out a pretty monstrous lineup. So yeah, with tonight's slate, Westbrook's the first guy. So here, here are Westbrook's averages over the past seven games, 27.6, 13.9 rebounds, 16.9 assists, 1.6, uh, steals. So just bonkers, absolutely bonkers, almost 72 fantasy points per game. Uh, during that seven-game stretch. So, like you said, there's no price, really, that they can put them at where it doesn't make sense. Um, and there's tons of value to be had. Uh, I know I like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, NAW, a lot tonight. He's at 6,200 on FanDuel. I feel like some people will be off of him some because of a lackluster game against Dallas. Uh, you know, Dallas's defense is pretty stout. And the, the more encouraging part for me is the fact that Walker, Alexander Walker played 34 minutes in that most recent game when he was plugged into the starting lineup, uh, you know, with, yeah, let's see who, who everyone's out, I believe for new Orleans, you've still got uh, Ingram is technically dated or a game time decision or questionable, but Lonzo ball, Josh Hart, Williamson already ruled out with ball out. It's pretty much a lock that Alexander Walker will start. So I like him a lot at that, at that price. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a good call, especially if Ingram's out and yeah. you know that uh, Alexander Walker is going to get 30 minutes. Um, he's someone that could certainly get, get you 30 fantasy points. Um, yeah. I mean, I think every, everyone's resting again for Detroit. So you need to look at those guys. Um, obviously I, I said the, the Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, well, Isaiah Stewart's even even resting tonight. Oh, that's right. So, I about that. so it might be Jaleel Okafor oh, time. Um, I mean, they they only have like five or six guys right now that uh, that'll be seeing runs. So, you know, even Killing Hayes, if you've been hesitant, you know, he's had a couple of good games where he's hit like 34, 35 fantasy points. 
Um, but somewhat inconsistent. The, the good thing is for tonight, uh, he is going to see 35 plus minutes. Uh, you know, basically, yeah, even, uh, I mean, everyone's out. You've got uh, yeah. Fred Jackson, even if Frank Jackson's out, uh, Corey Joseph's out, Magruder, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., and they have no guards. It's Lee and Hayes, and then, you know, Diallo is still uh, questionable. So I, he, Hayes will see 35 minutes. Basically, everyone in the starting lineup for the Pistons will see 35 minutes. So they're going to be some risk. Okafor is the only minimum price player. Uh, we're projecting Okafor to start. We'll have to see if that happens. But if he plays 30 minutes at min price, uh, he could be a steal at the center position. Yeah, Okafor is close to a fantasy point per minute when he plays. Uh, so at 3,600, obviously you're expecting, you're expecting to hit value if he starts. Um, you know, they, they might try some Tyler cook. I, it, I that's just, true. Like, I, don't, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Josh Jackson, maybe it's um, I think you're, it's close to a dart throw. I think in a lot of these kinds of situations, same with like Houston, right? Like Cameron Oliver, you know, I didn't even know this was a person until he got signed. Like, it, it's just <laughs> like at this point in the season, um, there is a lot of dart throwing. I think from like Dumbuya is even in there. Um, you know, I mean, OKC, you have to you have to consider Pokashevsky. Um, normally against Utah, you might avoid it, and he's kind of been he hasn't been playing that well lately. But I mean, his price is forty one hundred, and how much will the Jazz be trying? Um, I think I think that's something to consider. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think. Like we like we mentioned at the top, value is going to open up. I mean, it already has, but you can do like a stars and scrubs, as has been the case for several weeks. I think you can be putting together a stars and scrubs lineup on most nights with like two guys who are ten thousand or three guys who are nine thousand or, or however you yeah. want to construct that. No, absolutely, and I think there, there's a lot of teams to watch. Uh, so, I mean, my my lineup building is plug in Westbrook and then figure out the rest. Uh, some of the teams that you're going to watch, I'm, I'm actually I'm interested in what Denver's going to do. Uh, they've rested Porter Jr. last night, so I want to see if maybe if they rest Jokic uh, tonight. It's second second of a back-to-back. Um, we'll see. There's still some jockeying for, for seeding there for them. Um, I actually have to feel like they might prefer the four seed, uh, based on, on what everything we were just discussing. Um, so maybe they rest Jokic and and he uh, and Porter Jr. has to carry the offense flow tonight. Um, but you've got Detroit. So these are the teams I'm watching. Detroit, uh, Toronto, OKC, like you mentioned, uh, New Orleans, and the Rockets are kind of some of the big ones for me. I'm going to absolutely – the Rockets already ruled out everyone. Like Olenek. Kenyon Martin, those guys are have been great, and I expect them to be. I actually, I think Olenek should be like the number one or number two center for tonight's slate because uh, because of the question mark of if Jokic is going to rest and just the fast production that Olenek's. I mean, we we're looking at the past five games, and he's averaging fifty fantasy points per, uh, and he's still a couple grand cheaper than the top price centers. So I, I feel like it's it's very hard for me to avoid Olenek. Kenyon Martin, same thing. He's basically running out 45 fans, close to 45 fantasy points every night uh, with the depleted Rockets uh, lineup. 
Um, Stanley Johnson, Stanley Johnson. This actually, (laughs) this should have let off our news. Kyle McEwen was vindicated for one night. Stanley Johnson goes off, scores 63 fantasy points last night, 35, 10 and five with three steals. It's, you know, Toronto hasn't officially announced anything yet. My guess is they probably sit out a bunch of their players again. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to run out and say that Stanley Johnson's a must start, but he's close to mid price and he's coming off that monster game. I mean, there's a good chance he'll start again for Toronto. I don't expect him to repeat last night, but he could still have a little bit of a head of steam and, and go out there and give you pretty stellar uh, value at the mid price. Yeah. Um, so I think that will pretty much wrap it up for us uh, with, with Ken, with Ken not here. We have uh, we don't really do a formal outro, but by the next time we meet, which will be uh, the 21st, Ken, I think we'll be here and we will be one day away from the official start of the NBA playoffs. So oh, we can yeah. have some more discussion we can probably have like a more of a like a final discussion about fantasy postseason rankings for people who are uh, waiting until later to draft, and we can talk a little bit about the playoffs in general. Um, but this has been the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. Thank you everybody for joining us. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.